I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Loose Lips with me, Georgie Porter, and the wonderful, all the way from America, Sharon Carpenter. Oh, thanks, Georgie. Hi, everyone. Find out what made Georgie say this. I've got like a really funny confession that I was so embarrassed about. And what made Sharon say this? I was a little concerned that it people might judge me. Whoa, Georgie, it's good to see you. How are you doing? I'm so good. Can I just tell you what I've done? Of course. It's taken me two days, right? I've been throwing out clothes for a while, but I can now say that I am throwing out clothes. Really? You've made your way? Because I know we talked about this like last week. You talked about going through your wardrobe and how your stuff has just been everywhere because you have the entire attic. So now now is everything sort of in its place? Now I've had an even better thought process of if I've not wore this in the past, I, you can't really think about COVID because we've not been able to wear outfits. But if I've tried to put this on and not gone out the house in it, then it needs to go. In how long? If you haven't worn it in how long? I'm going to say like a month. A month? It's everything. That's like everything. You've got like three tops left and a pair of shorts. I'm starting afresh. I've got like okay. seven bags worth of clothes over there. It's literally... Okay. It's a new era. Also, I think because it's I'm growing up. You. Yeah, I'm yeah. growing up. There's certain things you can't wear anymore. Like, I can't keep getting True. away with certain things that I feel. So, Like what? what? What are you now saying? Okay, this is the cutoff. Can't wear that anymore. That's for when I was in my 20s. Yeah, so probably like a, like, something quite floral. Actually quite naked. There's like naked things where the, there's like too much flesh. I feel like now I'm getting older Maybe I shouldn't show all my flesh at, at two o'clock at like, you know, when we eventually open up at someone's house party with their grandmas there. That's the rules. <laughs> true, true. But there's, I mean, you still look fantastic though. You still look <gasps> fantastic. I think seeing shows like, you know, I always talk about sex in the city, but just yeah. seeing women, you know, of a certain age, just still wearing sexy clothes yeah. and sort of embracing their bodies and their flesh and I think doing it in an age appropriate way as well but I think there's a lot you can get away with I don't oh, think Sharon to I'm gonna open these up and pull stuff out I'm literally gonna and you know on Instagram the trend is like the more flesh the better as well isn't it right 
Okay, that's it. That's it. I'm not gonna. I can't do it. Think about it. It was it was really hard for me because you know I went through my wardrobe uh, a couple of months ago, and I still have clothes piled up and piled up. I don't know what I'm gonna do to be honest. I have no. to move. Yeah, <laughs> the clothes are eating me out of house and home, <laughs> pushing me out of house and home. So, I I totally get it. I want to tell you about something I did um, yes. the other day, and I'm I'm excited to get back to it. Mm. Uh, going to volunteer at these stables like I love to nowadays I love to volunteer and get involved in charity work and that kind of stuff and last year one of the things that helped me through the pandemic I started volunteering at these stables in New York and it's therapeutic riding for kids and adults with disabilities and just spending that time with the horses grooming the horses lead walking the horses and tacking them up and all that kind of stuff and cleaning up after them as well there's something so therapeutic about that to me So I got back to it. I hadn't been at all this year because it's been a a pretty busy year for me, um, kicking off 2021. But I was back there and it really feels like my little escape because just being in the great outdoors as well, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. So uh, and I just love horses. Are you, were you a little girl who loved horses? I always grew up loving horses. I I was always scared of horses. Like I've always loved other animals and such, but a horse for me, I feel like they can read your soul. You were like, people used to say to them, like, <laughs> blow in the nostrils and then they become your best friend. I'd never heard that before in my entire life. I'm not sure who was telling you that. If I didn't know how to treat a horse and behave with a horse, I think I'd be really... But they're just so strong. They're the, the most beautiful. They're the very strong. Yeah. They're so beautiful as well. Like, oh, they're so beautiful. Yeah. And and wild ones. I think I was on tour and I'd, we'd, we'd see them in New Forest. There were just wild horses. The wild like, ponies that just, yeah. yeah amazing to see yeah and you have to understand you've got to respect the horse because the horse is stronger than you are and you've got to be careful you know safety first and I've certainly fallen off a couple of times (gasps) as well what happened yeah well there was one time where I was galloping on this horse who used to get spooked right any loud Mm. noise and really amateur riders shouldn't have been riding him because it was it was quite dangerous I realized I was young at the time and this was back in the UK but anyway so a bunch of us were riding including the instructor and a train went by and he just started galloping and the instructor's like pull him back pull him back and I couldn't do it I went flying and then as soon as I went flying off him then he stopped and trotted over my hand that was probably the most painful part but luckily it was sand so it wasn't concrete otherwise I might not have a hand left um but yeah I mean you know if you go riding and you ride long enough you're probably going to fall off at a certain point but you want to make sure you got the helmet on and all that kind of stuff yeah um but yeah nowadays I'm not riding as much as more of the volunteering stuff but I want to get back into the riding and I want to have my own horse one day as well (gasps) yeah that's the dream what what kind of animals do you love what's your what's your favorite dogs I love cats have you seen recently um that you know the tiger king there's um like there's a TV show coming out where there's people in the UK have big, huge tigers and big cats in their homes in the UK. Oh, I, I don't God. know why. Like, I personally, I feel like that's that's not okay. It's like, it's not acceptable, but... That is not okay. And it's, no. uh, I'm surprised. They're probably all going to be arrested after, <laughs> just like everyone after this in TV Tiger show. King has yeah. been in trouble after that. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure all these guys are going to be arrested. No, wild animals need to be in the wild at the end Agreed. of the day. Or some sort of sanctuary, right? Yeah. 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 They're natural habitats. All right. So enough animal, animal talk. <laughs> 
animal and clove throwing out. If only horses wore clothes, then that would be a lot easier for me to give horses clothes. Why would I say that? I've not had a coffee. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sort of do, do so. The saddle is kind of like a, you know, an outfit. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can bond over your fashion with the a horse. Being like, yeah. I got my new saddle today. Do you love it? <laughs> Instead of blowing up the nostrils, I think it's going to work better oh. for you, Georgie. Give them a new outfit. Exactly. Yeah, let's news it. So, no surprise here, really. Facebook is developing a restricted version of Instagram for children under 13 years old. So, now you must currently be, well, you're supposed to be uh, over 13 to access Instagram and this new app is going to be managed by parents so apparently it's going to be safer for kids um now in addition Instagram is also developing more intelligent ways of detecting their users age such as via artificial intelligence which makes me a little nervous how's that going to work and there's yeah, and it's sort of a trend that's going on across social media. Uh, TikTok in the US offers a specialized version of its app for younger users where parents can really take control and remotely sort of restrict what they're able to do uh, and yeah. who can reach them and that sort of thing. Georgie, what do you think? Instagram well, for kids? So I've, I'm like, you know, down with the kids sometimes. I talk to them, hang out with some. <laughs> got, got kid mates. Yeah, I got I got kid mates. So, and I understand certain worries for kids when TikTok certain things. I mean, when I was a kid, bullying was different. As in, you know, you'd you'd say something to their face. It was in person, exactly. They'd say they'd have the balls to say it to your face, and then you'd be like, say it back, and then you sort of get over it. Whereas this new world is there's like a glow. You could put globally bullying someone, which I feel like. Yeah. So scary, so upsetting. Obviously, as well for parents that don't know how to deal with um, dealing with bullies online, yeah. it can be it yeah. can be people's friends as well that like sort of you know do these revenge things or like just slag people off using TikTok. There's certain things. So I hope that if this is a restricted thing, that they have more rules of bullying and swearing and you know being able to control that aspect of it because the parents shouldn't have to negotiate all that and have to go right what's this is that level of bullying and if they've already got you know a lot of involvement yeah what do you think yeah Yeah, well they're saying that it's going to be safer um Mm. that parents will be involved it's parents who are basically going to be running this um and they're under pressure right now to do more when it comes to cyberbullying of kids because there are a lot of kids who are on there who are saying they're over 13 because really at the end of the day you anyone can sign up for an instagram account you just say you're over 13 my niece, I guess she's almost 14, so I can say this now. She was on when she was 12, and yeah. she started following me, which is how I knew. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Let me just make sure everything's age appropriate. And it was, and she wasn't on there too much. And I made sure whoever was following her was a kid or a family member of anything. Yeah. No, you know, strange weirdos 
And I remember talking to my sister about it. My sister flipped out on me because I said I didn't see anything wrong with it at the age of 12. Uh, And my sister completely flipped out. She was like, no, it's not okay. And I I get her point of view as well. And she has young kids. She said that she doesn't want my my niece to sort of start feeling that pressure of how many followers she has or having to look perfect and how many likes she's going to get on a photo, which I get. But my thought on it was it's better that I know she's on there and can oversee things than her doing it secretly because kids are doing it anyway. Yeah, I think with this new version, I think anything under the age of 10 on Instagram is too young. If they want to say, okay, this is for 10 to 13 year olds, sort of a training ground, parents are still involved, um, that could potentially be a good idea, but anything younger? Yeah, I also think we now, as older generation, we've got new topics of conversation to sort of talk about and be like, well, this is how you respect Instagram this is how you respect yourself on this this is so now there's even new talks and new ways we've got to sort of learn and think what we accept and what we want to teach everyone yeah because like obviously what we've all discovered we've not had that many social medias growing up as kids it's only now we're having like so many platforms and also even like all your privacy being taken like sometimes as hackers there's so many things to like actually tell everyone what is going on what can happen and weird messages in the dms yeah Um, yeah. we've both had our fair share of those and yes and also just not to take it too seriously because a lot of what you see on instagram we've talked about this a bit but uh it's smoke and mirrors you know we don't necessarily look as perfect as we do in our photographs and you know our day might not have been that fantastic but of course we're posting about the best part of it yeah uh, we're not talking about how we stubbed our toe earlier or yeah. how the, oh, that's the worst. was rude to us <laughs> made us cry or you know we're not talking about that stuff um so we're sort of putting our best feet forward our best foot forward yeah yeah so I think you know it's important for for parents to have that conversation before yeah I think so and, and I also think, Sharon, as well, because this is a new day and age, a new life, that they are going to learn more about coding and internet things. And RIT yeah. lessons back in the day were just like rubbish things. Nowadays, <laughs> they were super like, basic back then. Oh, it was so weird, wasn't it? Like IT, yeah. what even was it? I didn't even know what we I did. Know. We were Pretty... so bored in those classes. Yeah, I think we used to wind up the teacher. Sorry, Miss Tilsley. Um, and um, <laughs> but now I feel like as well, if they learn it, understand it, maybe they can make money from it. Maybe it'll be their jobs in the future, and also it, it could sort of pave ways for new generations of learning to be successful. I remember typing class as well. I was so bad at it. Yeah. I actually took a typing class as soon as it was over. Though I was like a genius on the keyboard. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I actually did a story of almost 10 years ago, around eight years ago, I did a story for the BBC, BBC News, on social networking apps for kids. Uh, So this is, or it might not have been apps, I think it was just social networks for kids at that time. Um, And even then there was a lot of discussion sort of pro and con. And I remember speaking to an expert who was saying that it's bad in the sense that 
kids, and this is true, kids should be playing face-to-face. They should be outside yeah. in the garden. They should be uh, hanging with their friends, obviously, at school. Do they really need to message their friends after the fact through social media when they're yeah. with their friends all day, every day at school? Yeah. Or family members are going to have their number if they have their own cell phone. See, I'd give them a phone sooner than I would give them a social media account. Yeah, true. I think just so that right. we can reach them exactly but um also attention span I mean I've told you about my issues I'm trying to write and then every five minutes I'm browsing through Instagram oh uh, yeah but I'm sort of getting something from it I guess in terms of you know staying on top of the news or maybe mm. I'm posting something that is is brand building um but when you're that young you don't really need to be doing all of that and if Not you're distracted really. now your yeah. attention is like an inch long it's It's good to have like a level of what they should be doing like an age set I think so then you all know yeah yeah exactly yeah I just don't want to see kids just a really young age worrying about how many followers and likes that they they have my niece actually when she was really young she got on musically before it became tiktok and uh, I remember looking at her account and it was great for her because I think a site like that you get to be really creative and fun she would dance and sing and now she's taking singing quite seriously but I remember looking at the followers and it called them fans and I thought that's sending the wrong message Message, calling your followers fans because now you're sort of thinking yourself as somewhat of a celebrity yeah. rather than thinking about you know really doing the work and paying your dues yeah and you'd be like so are these your friends you'd be like no they're my fans they'd be like all right get off that cloud nine so I didn't I didn't like that terminology but no it was good for her in the sense that this was a way for her to get creative good points yeah. and bad points Shall I go on to listen to letter number one? Let's do it. Can't wait for this one. From Anonymous. Dear Loose Lips, I'm feeling quite anxious and nervous about guidelines easing in the UK. I'm excited, mm. of course, but it's been one hell of a year and I feel sure like has. I'm so used to the indoor life. Switching this all around will feel so bizarre. It's got me quite worried, to be honest. Do you feel the same? Any advice? Yes, yes, and yes, I do feel the same. I oh, yeah, I don't know if you do, Georgie. You because oh, so you're in New York and things are different, aren't they? So what what can you do? Things and What's your levels so of different? Yeah. Well, in terms of sort of social events, nothing's been going on. I used to go to a lot of industry parties and events and gatherings with a lot of people, and obviously I haven't done that uh, in over a year. Events like Fashion Week, etc., mm-hmm. um, concerts. I I love live music events. Yeah. But now I actually, so when I went to the stables the other day, I took an Uber there, but on the way back, I actually took the train home and it was jam packed. And I felt a sense of anxiety because everyone had their masks on. Yeah, I had a mask on. Everyone had their masks on. In New York, we're pretty good about that. But it sort of went from, you know, when, if you took the train during COVID, you would always have space, right? Like at least two seats between you and the next person. But now, because more people are feeling comfortable, they're coming out and the trains are beginning to get packed again. I was in the city the other day driving around and my ears on aren't sort of accustomed to noise anymore because Whoa. it's been so quiet the yeah. earth in fact has been quieter yeah. um since covid and now horns are blaring people are blasting their music yeah. the music the the weather's <gasps> getting so right. nicer yeah. it's crowded and i i do i'm not used to that anymore so i i 
I get what Anonymous is saying. I feel a sense yeah. of anxiety. Do you, Georgie, at all? Yeah, I... Well, this is, so this is bizarre. This is what I've noticed, and it's quite sad. Yeah. There's been more roadkill on the roads. Like, I saw a huge day. Oh. I went oh, out no. and I left for work in the morning, and I thought, oh, it's because the animals have just been scattering across the roads willy-nilly. And now, because obviously... Because there haven't been any cars. Yeah, things yeah. are coming back in, and I'm like, oh, there's, like... Oh, we're not like the world's not ready because it's got sad. For, like used for like a year of doing stuff. So that kind yeah. of upset me, to be honest. And I was a bit like, how do oh, how do we warn everyone to like be a bit more aware? There's more pheasants. There's more. Anyway, that was quite sad. But and That's there's like sad to me. yeah, and there's like been louder bird noises and things. We were filming. We were like trying to roll up the other day, and, like say lines, and it was like we were in a jungle, like an aviary. And it was like because yeah, because yeah. we can hear everything because. There's no nature is out yeah, because like, ah! we haven't been yeah, yeah. Well, because we haven't been out no but th- but today and I think this might be a different day as we go out on record I apologize but in the UK we have got a new rule that we are allowed two households to meet and we're allowed six people in your garden okay okay you guys have been a lot stricter than we have because we haven't had those rules in terms of you can't go to somebody else's house they're advising on certain things but it's been a lot stricter so that's good that's good yeah so it's a step-by-step process and and I think for anonymous that's really how you're gonna sort of get used to being back in the outside world again right taking it step by step and I like like you don't have to invite the six people you can have up to. So, you know, invite a few friends at a time and start to get in there slowly rather than a full-on everything happen at once. Yeah. And also I think it could help just sort of writing a list of some of the things that you've missed most about Mm. the outside world, like those fun times. What were some of the the funnest times you had leading up to the pandemic that were social, where you were around other people and and start to sort of reminisce about that, maybe look at some old pictures and I think you'll start feeling better about things. But I also think with work, people are feeling a certain amount of anxiety because we haven't had to be face to face for the most part with people. And now, having to be in meetings with everybody around in person I can see why why that would yeah like I bet everyone sat in the meetings a bit excited to be like oh my god we're here like look at this I feel like maybe before a meeting I don't know what meetings happen but maybe you should have like a little pre-meeting social like hi how we feeling what we do pre-gaming pre-gaming with some alcohol it sounds like you need some some shots yeah like a lemon cello relax here we go welcome You know what? That's not a bad idea, Georgie. Yeah. I can see a good boss saying, you know what, everyone, um, lunchtime, we're going to take a half hour break or towards the end of the day, we're going to have drinks uh, yeah. in the conference room just so everyone can sort of feel more comfortable about, yeah. you know, vibing together again. I, I, Yeah, I like that. Genius. Genius. You're a genius. I was a boss. <laughs> you are a boss. You're a boss chick. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. we're back we're back in action so we've got another news story um this is an interesting one reality tv our guiltiest Mm. pleasure uh is being celebrated celebrities have come forward to say how important it is to the industry and to their livelihood particularly during a pandemic Mm. um so I, i love this story the independent has actually put out a piece uh reporting that over the past 20 years the genre has become a vital platform for celebs you can see how that's true uh denise van outen for example has said that appearing on shows has changed her career uh she said if she hadn't been on the masked singer she wouldn't have gotten her album deal congratulations denise yeah, con- yeah, congrats on that. Um, but yeah, I think they, they have a point here. I, I was thinking the other day about the first reality show that was in America, and I, I think it was The Real World, which was in oh, 1992. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was, wait, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. So maybe like in America, the first reality show was like back in the 90s. It must um, have been when you all lived in a house and it was like crazy, you all wasn't lived it? The in a house. Yeah. It was. To be honest, I never really watched it. I, I wasn't really a big fan of the the real world, but I can see how that sort of sparked what was to come. And you have different types of reality shows, right? I feel yeah. like with the competition reality shows like uh, Denise Van Outen is speaking about, and um, also there were a couple of other stars uh, who were part of that piece, Duncan James and Jenny oh, yeah. Eclair. Yeah, so they're both speaking out in the piece as well. Uh, when it comes to competition reality shows, I feel like there's not as much judgment as there is around docu-soaps because competition reality shows, the drama is around, will I make it to the next round, right? Yeah. Meaning, meanwhile, docu-soaps, the drama is, you know, will I get caught out for sleeping with my best friend's husband? Yeah. Will I get bottles um, today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Well, today, well, do you know, Sharon, I, I must, I must say, I'm a big fan of reality shows. I'm 
I've literally done every single dating show that's possible. I've yeah. literally done every single reality show, all the competition, the dancing on ice twice, the jungle. Nice. And for me personally, I found it so difficult being myself. Like when you really when you like, during the yeah, shows, as Why? in as in no watching myself. Like I didn't find my okay. I, didn't, I didn't find it hard being myself. I was very much myself, but. Yeah. Me watching myself back is the complete cringiest, most, like, I was like, oh, I thought I was really cool and I'm not. Like, what? I Is it because of the editing? Is it because of the way they've edited it no, is I, to make I you appear a certain way or it's just you? Just That's just what you did. did. Yeah. I just <laughs> think I'm a geek. I'm a goofball. And I always thought I was like, you know, pretty cool. I thought I, I was like, <laughs> I've always thought if oh. I was like... If I wasn't me and I didn't know me, would I be my friend? Would and I think on a reality show <laughs> you get you, to know that. Oh, I'd be like, you, no, I'd be like, you're so annoying. Like, no, no, you are very much beloved, Georgie. Oh. You are very much beloved. Would so you? I think- would you, Sharon? Would you ever do a reality show? Well, I did a I did a reality show that was a more of a docu soap. So it was yeah. a show that I co created, and I think we talked about this a little yeah. bit before. But it was about yeah. So it was following seven women who cover entertainment, right? Yeah. Media personalities who cover entertainment, and the reason I did it is because so as a journalist, it would have been completely frowned upon, right? Like yeah. I'd worked for BBC News, I'd done business news for CBS, and all that sort of official stuff, but I saw that in terms of sort of the bigger hosting gigs and some of the bigger opportunities they were using people who had been on reality TV. So when I first created the show with my business partner, I wasn't going to be on it. And then mm-hmm. I was asked several times to reconsider. So I said, okay, let me just go for it. <laughs> you must. And, yeah, I was like, all right, all right, let's do it. Let me just take a chance. But um, I was a little concerned that it people might judge me. Uh, people, yeah. you know, I might yeah. sort of come across the wrong way on the show you know who's most judgmental it is audience members who are the most judgmental because the thing is on these shows they get to see a different side of you right and they yeah. feel like they really know you and then they feel that they can say anything they want to you on twitter yeah and half the time it's like no it was just edited to appear that way yeah there's yeah there's i, I do believe that there's certain ways that they have the characters and the, what the storylines they want in a, yeah. a show like i remember all of a sudden apparently i was dating the guy in the jungle but i like I, there was no way and you didn't even know about it no he was like so young there's no way I would have ever gotten with him or fancied him in any way but only yeah. coming out after being in there for however long you're like oh he's in the newspaper what but also yeah. there's a funny I've got like a really funny confession that I was so embarrassed about this is one of the most tell me oh I can't wait we want to hear <laughs> so I like I love reality shows so much watching yeah. it being in it I just always think it's just great so you know Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we yeah. ended up meeting him in like a hotel bar once, and I, oh, okay. I got like so drunk, like you know when you're so oh. drunk that you are uh, talk to someone and then you literally like come to and you go, why am I saying these things? Yeah, I, you sort of catch yourself, like yeah. why I've spilled too you, many beans. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was talking to Drake, Draco Malfoy. And words were coming out of my mouth, such as, it's all about reality TV. You really should get into it. You oh, and he's wow. a tall, he's a superstar. And I was just going, if you ever get the opportunity, you know, you should totally do it. And I was like, 
Um, we haven't seen it on reality TV um, yet. No. We didn't take your advice, but that is hilarious. What was his facial expression while you were saying that? Oh, his face was like, what the hell? Who are you? What are you doing? And I literally just, I came to, like literally came and I went, I'm going to go to bed now because I've realized how drunk I am. And I uh, hope you don't remember this. Goodbye. Because I, <laughs> I, if I ever met him again, I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought I was being your agent. Like, do a reality show. <laughs> now I need to see him in a reality show after that. But it's so funny because Hollywood and sort of A-list actors in yeah. Hollywood have had a reputation for sort of looking down on other exactly, actors. Exactly, personalities and celebrities yeah right? so remember back in the days it wasn't okay for actors to do tv you were yeah fr- it was frowned upon by the movie stars the movie industry yeah. for an actor to do television now every actor wants to do tv yeah uh, because it's much more stable and there could be a lot more money in it and then also commercials i was just i've got my tv on in front of me yeah jennifer aniston on a commercial but it used to be like no that was yeah. taboo that was frowned upon if you are a real star you're not going to do commercials but reality yeah. tv has done wonders for so many people it's been a launching pad for those who haven't been known yeah. and now they're famous they've got all yeah. sorts of opportunities coming to them their businesses are making millions of dollars because There's people are getting to, to know them yeah yeah and especially during the pandemic, it's been a great opportunity for because so much is shut down. You know, theatres yeah. shut down, stage shows, live performances, a lot of these acting gigs. So reality TV has been a lifesaver for a lot of stars. Yeah. And I think as well, if you're like never scared to do reality and be yourself, I think the public will love you more and like be able to just have more of a connection. And I also, I remember doing, like you saying about Hollywood looking down on it. I remember when I was living in Hollywood and I was doing auditions and they'd say, so what have you done? And obviously you'd give them in like your like CV or resume or TV past appearances. And they'd yeah. be like, they'd be so like, you've done reality. And I'm like, Yeah. And they would yeah. they would see it as like Kim Kardashian and they did not like it. So I had to kind of go, yeah, but they really he paid for my flights to get there. So in an, exactly. in another way, it's like you just gotta own it and think if it's done me good, it's what I'm doing. It's what it's about. You're so right, yeah. Cause when I did my show, I I was nervous um, Mm. and some people probably did judge me for being on a reality show. But at the end of the day, it got me much, you know, a much wider audience. It did bring me opportunities, even from those who might have sort of turned their nose up at it. It still brought me opportunities. And I was also careful about the way I conducted myself, which I'm also always careful. That's just real life. You know, I'm not out there doing wild and crazy, you know, taboo stuff. As long as you have your class and what you do, and I mean, I can't say I do, but I mean, in in life, you know, theatre and TV have merged now, things have merged, and I think, you know, podcasts, everything, if if you're so, like, um, judgy about, I won't ever do that, or I'll never be that person, I just think you've not got the right attitude for, like, life in general, I think everything changes and you have to go and with it. they're probably going to end up there, to be honest. Those people are probably the ones who are going to end up on reality TV. Further yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. To give themselves a second chance. And it has. It's boosted people back to fame. So, yeah. And put in a lot of money for a lot of people. So we should not be judging. Absolutely not. Shall we go to listener letter number two? Let's do it. Let's. Uh, from Susie. Hi, Georgie and Sharon. Hope you're both keeping okay. I'm enjoying the podcast as always. 
Thanks, Sue. Thank you. So I've started gaming. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) It started in lockdown and it was so helpful in getting me through each day. But I worry I'm doing it a bit too much. And I'm worried about getting back to normal where I don't game as much, which I know sounds ridiculous. How do you know when it's gone too far? Any advice? We're all worried about getting back to normal, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it was, it's coming. The, 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 it's coming, isn't it? It's, it's coming inevitable. in fast. Yeah, yeah. It might be a new normal, but it's, you know, quote unquote normal. So when I think of gaming, I think of back in the days when I was like 16, 17, and I was mm. with my first love, my first boyfriend. And he and his friends used to sit around literally for 24 hours gaming. Uh-huh. On the PlayStation <laughs> and on the Xbox, and it used to drive me nuts. I would just yeah. sit there watching and play game after. <laughs> Sometimes I'd get involved, but I just wasn't really into it like that. So no. they were completely addicted. Um, yeah. So here's the thing about gaming as well. I feel like if you're addicted to, because you know I have a slight social media addiction, but <laughs> I feel like I'm being productive at least when I'm on. At there least there's yeah event. reasons why. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason. I'm building my brand you know yeah no I totally agree though yeah with yeah, the, what the sitting doing? around like you, if you've not got four consoles or whatever they don't want you to join in you're literally all the lads are like why have you brought your girlfriend like why is she sat here like <laughs> yeah. oh it was painful it was literally I just wanted to spend quality time with him and all he wanted to do game should have wore like a bra and just gone in and be like hello it's time I'm to him leave the game <laughs> yeah I'd have to be brave to do that, but maybe I should have tried it. Do you know, Sharon, I can admit I get addicted to gaming. I used to yeah. do so much. Like as a kid, I had a little Sega Mega Drive and I'd like yeah. play like the old school games like Aladdin or Michael Jackson and I'd like yeah. my Sonic, excitement. I that one. Yeah, like Sonic, so, and yeah. Sonic and yeah, and there'd be all the I'd be waiting to get home and dead excited, I'd be like, Mom, I just want to go and play on the game. And then, and then there's things like plants versus aliens, you know, like you can get on your laptop and you can yeah. do it like as you get older. And I'd stay up to like really late at night, like playing Animal Crossing. And I'd be like, Under the covers. Yeah, just go to bed. But like, even as an adult, I'd be like, oh, this is like not okay. And I've, I've only yeah. just learned now with um, my boyfriend's son, how to play Formula One. Like, I can drive a car. Like, that's very hard to do. Those are the most fun games, though. And I, I've i actually gone to an arcade and I beat, like, three guys in a row mercilessly yeah. at a driving game and it felt good. And how impressive <laughs> are you, like, doing that to the guys? Like, Yeah, exactly. And I haven't driven in real life in goodness knows how many years. Yeah. It can be fun, but you, do, you don't want it to get out of control. And if you feel that you might be at that point, I would say take a week off. Take an entire week off, see how that works for you. And if you can't, then challenge yourself even more. You need to take a full month off if you find a a week that difficult. A whole month at least. And then maybe you just have your one day of gaming because there's other stuff you can be doing that is productive. And I think that when you're a kid, it's one thing. Even then, I think it's better to play with other kids sort of one-on-one, right? But when you're an adult, there's just so much other stuff you could potentially be doing. It's all right to have your, you know, your certain amount of downtime, but then the rest of the time, it's probably better. Or, you know, maybe in this future lockdown life, There'll be more ideas of things and maybe there'll be groups of social gaming where you can actually, there'll be like, 
I know for a fact when you see a PlayStation in a bar or whatever, and it's like outrageous. I'm like, whoa, we'll see you in 20 minutes. And I'll literally go and like, just go and play. Because I think we're in a pub and there's a game. Yes. Like yeah, even yeah. even chess or board before. game. Yeah. yeah. So when, oh, I love chess. Board yeah. games to me yes. are, are more my thing. And everyone around you and you just have to play and you think, this is the reason why I'm going to the pub rather than just drinking now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big sort of go to the pub or go to the bar and just drink. I like to do stuff as well. So if I'm not dancing or something, that's really fun to like play games socially like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe you have your special day. Maybe it's Sundays where you just play as Sunday much games. as you want. Yeah, yeah, Sunday gaming. How about that? And I think yeah. if you do make it a social thing as well, because you can, right, through the, I guess, the way these these things work nowadays, I haven't done it in a while, but you can play with friends, you know, via the internet and that kind of stuff. Also on Twitch, gaming is huge on Mm -hmm. Twitch and it's something that's being taken quite seriously, like eSports. Do you know much about eSports? Yeah, well, you can make money. People pay to watch people play. They pay to watch people. They do. They do. I would pay to not watch myself. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm not doing it myself, I'm just not interested. No, I was scarred for life after that first boyfriend yeah. experience and all those hours that were wasted. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Twitch is huge and, and gaming is obviously something that's huge. So, you know, certainly have your fun with it. But if you find it's getting in the way of you being productive and doing other stuff in life or even spending time with, you know, your friends and family. People, then. humans. <laughs> humans, exactly. Be some humans. human life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, let us know how it goes. Yay, thanks, Susie. Thanks, Susie. Oh, I miss you. I miss oh, you already. I always miss you. Yeah, I do. I do. And we, we miss all you listeners as well. But Georgie, I have to get my daily dose of Georgie on Instagram. So um, we, we always do that. But yeah, thanks for listening to Loose Lips with me, Sharon Carpenter, and the lovely, fantastic Georgie Porter. Bonus episode coming on Friday. Extra lippy, of course. And then we're back on Tuesday next week with another full episode. Yes, and subscribe, rate and review. And tell us how how great we are, please. That'd be nice, huh? We love reading it out and reading that sentence. <laughs> we do. We, we love to hear it. Boost our egos a little bit. Come on, guys, please. <laughs> um, you can write in to looselips at createproductions.com. Also, our Instagram's the Missy Porter and at the Sharon Carpenter. She's Mint. She's my mate. She can be your mate too. So see you then. Yeah, let's Bye. be friends. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.